Hi, this is Florence Brummer. I'm your host of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast that helps you with stress and time management and lifestyle tips. Um, the reason I say stress is because that's what I'm going to talk about this um, podcast. I live in Phoenix since 1999. Before that, I lived in Chicago and was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1999, and through my days, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. Please join me on my quest in finding grace and contentment in the practice of law and in running my own business. If my voice sounds weird, I apologize. As I record this, it's six in the morning on Sunday, and I guess my voice just isn't we're awake yet. I've always had that. I've always had like a froggy voice in the morning, and I have to record early and um, and and get this uh, posted because I just have a full day um, today is uh, Sunday, April 18th, and I'm having brunch with family. I also have some work that I need to do. I have some errands I need to run, just a busy weekend. So I want to just give an update since I last talked at you. And um, last time I recorded, it was, I can't remember if I recorded on Easter or not, but Easter ended up being great. Um, Everyone came over to my house. Everyone is my family. I bought a honey baked ham and um, cooked a vegan ham. I made homemade potato salad because potato salad from the store kind of bums me out and made some different sides. I didn't kill myself on making things. I did a lot more appetizers like a cheese tray and an olive tray and a big fruit tray, um, big veggie tray, just, it was nice, like, just felt, like, light and kind of good. We had mashed potatoes, that's not light, but everybody loves mashed potatoes. And Easter was just a, a nice day. It was hot, like, really hot. It was 99 on Easter. And then today, two weeks later, the high is going to be 77. So we have a little reprieve before it gets hot. And I've been so superstitious about the nice weather that I haven't looked at the forecast. Because I'm afraid if I look at the forecast, it's going to show me that it's getting hotter. There's no science to that. Um, But when it's hot, I can't help but look at the forecast where I'm trying to see if there's a break in the weather. So over the last two weeks, I've just been slammed, like really slammed. I've had hearings after hearings. Um, On Wednesday the 7th, I had a day that was just meetings one after another. Um, I try to have a more quiet Friday. This last Friday, I had meetings and and then a hair appointment, uh, which I needed. And I'll tell you this, I had this hair appointment 
um, for several weeks. And the whole time it was coming up, I was just stressed that I didn't have time to do a dumb hair appointment. I mean, it's two hours. Like, how hard is that? Um, you know, I was, I sent a text to my stylist and I was like, hey, if you want to get somebody else in there, you know, feel free. And luckily she didn't and just got me in. And that's one of the things I want to talk about with stress. Like when you're starting to push off your self-care stuff, that really is a problem. Um, I have a physical therapy appointment coming up. I've been in physical therapy for about the last two months. And I keep needing to bump the appointments because of the things that are popping up on my schedule. Between now and the end of May, my schedule is insane, outrageous. And it's stressing me out. That's stressing me out. And the amount of information, or I'm going to call it uninformation, regarding the world right now, I feel like different answers that I want or need. And I'm not going to get like too specific about it because it's just like a bummer to talk about it. But right now we're still dealing with the COVID vaccine. And every day... I look at news reports where every day someone reports something to me and it's different and just stresses me out. And it feels it's never ending. It feels that there's so much divisiveness in the world where I hope we get a break from it after last year. And there's no break. There's just, it feels like there's no coming together. And it's really starting to get difficult. So I wanted to talk about stress because I know I'm not the only person feeling this. So I was just coming up with some tips for how would how the best way to deal with all of this right now. One is to just laugh. Um, I'll tell you, Friday night, by the time I got home Friday, and after I went to my hair appointment, I ran to Costco and got a ton of stuff. And I don't even know how it happens, but every time I go to Costco, I spend a few hundred dollars. And my daughter was with me and my grandson. So of course I have to go into the books and buy him a book. And I bought him a little swim outfit with a hat. And how can you not buy stuff? I got him some snacks. And so I probably spent more than I was intending. Um, but after I got back from Costco, I just felt tired, like really tired. And we love the pizza from Costco. It's not necessarily my favorite, but that first slice, when you eat it from Costco, it tastes so good. And about one is, is good for me. So we brought home a whole pizza. It was my daughter's idea. She's like, okay, can we get a whole pizza? A giant pizza that's about a as big as a tabletop is about $10. So we brought it home. Everyone ate pizza. The whole pizza was gone. And then a couple hours later, people were asking me for dinner. So I roasted some vegetables. I roasted cauliflower and potatoes. And um, what else did I roast? Mushrooms. I made a tzatziki sauce. I'm going to give you a recipe for the world's easiest tzatziki. 
You take plain Greek yogurt, red wine vinegar, dill, the spiced dill, and um, cucumber if you want it. Um, I like the cucumber in it. I didn't have any this um, Friday. And you just mix it together, and you have homemade fresh tzatziki. And it's always something that I loved and figured it was difficult. And um, came across an episode. An episode. You can tell I'm tired. <laughs> came across a recipe, and it, which I tweaked just a bit. You can salt and pepper it a little bit. And it's delicious. Like, delicious. I've been using the Chobani yogurt, and it's just great. And um, we had these really fresh pitas from Costco. And I just said to everyone, just throw what you want in the pita. And it was delicious. And kind of light after having a giant pizza a few hours before. Um, but it, it was such a stressful week, and I was so tired. I sat on the couch and put on... Um, well, at first, my daughter, my oldest daughter, and I were watching a true crime episode, a 2020 episode about Jody Arias. And my husband walked in, and he's like, stop, stop watching stuff like this. This bums everybody out. And then um, put on, I just was looking for a comedy. And I came across Legally Blonde on Netflix and put it on. And we were just laughing and having a good time, like her... Reese Witherspoon's uh, college entrance video for Harvard just totally cracks me up. Um, the movie is so goofy where, um, you know, they have a court case. And, and of course, I don't know. This time around, I was like, oh, this, none of this can happen in court. And then I said out loud, but it's a comedy. You know, stop complaining. But we were laughing and laughing, and it was a movie we had all seen probably a couple of times, and it just felt good to put on something familiar and laugh. Um, another thing for stress release, and this is something that's been hard because I feel like it's difficult to do this, is to make some sort of plan for the future, some sort of party, um, a small trip. Um, I'm planning a trip to the beach sometime during the summer, our annual trip to the beach, and it's going to be a big group of us. So that will be very interesting, a big group of us and two babies. And I'm hoping I can have some time on the beach, flopped out with a book, that is my dream for a whole day, and we'll see how it goes. Um, have dinner with um, a friend. I had planned dinner with a friend last weekend, and she invited me over. She had the vaccine. She wanted company. She wanted to cook for someone, and it was on my schedule. I, I asked her, I said, can we schedule it after Easter? I said, up until Easter, it's just crazy. And she, um, I said, we, did, we decided on the weekend after Easter. And though as the week was coming, and this is a big thing for me, as something is coming up, I start to dread it. And not in a way that, not thinking I'm going to have a, a bad time. It's more about the time slot where I'm so heavily overscheduled 
it's getting to be a problem. So when I see something on a time slot, even when it's something enjoyable, it's bringing me dread. It happened when I went to New Orleans um, a couple of weeks ago. Woke up and changed my trip, changed my flight, changed my hotel, came back early. Like it was ridiculous. Um, just because I was like stressed out at the thought of being gone three overnights. It made no sense. Um, So I had dinner with my friend. And and even getting there in Arizona, um, a lot of stuff you want to do is uh, like in Scottsdale and Tempe. And the one route to it, the easiest route, has been under construction for years. And they keep closing a section of it during the weekend, which is a big thing for Arizona. They don't close it during the week for uh, people going to work, but during the weekend, many, many routes are closed off. And uh, I had to go to a different route to get to her house. I was just dreading that. And I got there and had a wonderful time. This is lovely time like laughed and um had the tiniest bit of uh champagne um because um i was driving so just the tiniest like half glass um but a little bit of wine and um and a nice meal and good conversation and just laughing and it was great so laugh laugh which is my next thing which is get together with people Uh, During the week, I just randomly went and saw my mom. My mom lives really close to me. And sometimes I am ashamed and embarrassed and disgusted with how little that I will be able to go and see my mom and dad. Just all of a sudden, I realized I hadn't seen them in over a week. I saw them for Easter, and then the whole week went by. And last week, I'm thinking, I'm just going to go see them. And I had a pile of magazines. My mom and I had this weird magazine exchange. I subscribe to a lot of magazines. She subscribes to a couple. And then we exchange the magazines after we each read them. Which I guess is good, you know, for like recycling and, um, and, and getting more use out of something. And then we recycle the magazines. So good. There's something. Um, but see your family. Today I'm supposed to have brunch with everybody in a couple of hours. And even that, I'm thinking, I can stay at home and answer emails and get some work done. And I have to really fit things in. I'll tell you in the last couple of weeks, one thing I've been trying to fit in is a bunch of self-care items. Um, my fingernails, where um, I regularly get about every two weeks a manicure and a pedicure. Because I do a lot of things with my hands. First of all, I type a lot. Um, My hands are um, being shown to people as I, you know, I'm moving documents around. I've even had my hands up on a screen for, like in a jury trial, you put a document down. And I don't do anything fancy with my nails. I don't get acrylics. I've never had acrylics. I have them cut them down to probably a little bit below my fingertip because I don't like them getting dirty and clean up the cuticles and buff and shine them 
And that makes me feel like very clean and new. And um, this week I looked at my nails and they were just so long. I don't even know why they were getting so long. They were just long and all sorts of dumb shapes. And, and I was thinking, should I clip them myself? And my uh, pedicure was starting to go. And I'm like, that's it. I just need to go for an appointment. So um made an appointment for... Uh, Thursday morning and went. Um, I also got a massage last week um, because I'm still having this problem with my hip. I'm still having this problem with just like overall exhaustion and soreness like in my joints and went and got a massage. Uh, met up with my esthetician yesterday uh, for a late afternoon appointment and then of course my hair appointment and also had physical therapy. Squeezing all this in ends up being actually kind of stressful but you have to do these things I you know I've told the story where I went over five years without a physician appointment no kind of physician appointment at all and then when I went nothing bad actually I was kind of okay but um there was a, just a like a lot sort of that needed to be done after not going for a long time Another big thing is exercise. I squeeze in exercise into the nooks and crannies of my life. I try to set my watch for 30 minutes of exercise a day, and I will squeeze it in wherever you can imagine. I do an early Saturday morning walk. I um, a lot of times will do something before I wash my hair because I always feel like, well, I'm getting my hair a little bit more dirty. So I'll do something particularly sweaty. If I can, I'll try to do a walk in the morning before I go to work. Um, after work walks are good, although it depends on the weather. And I'm getting to, it's getting to the point where the after work walks are going to go away. But for now, we had a just a lovely week, so squeeze some of those in. And I keep thinking about going to the gym, but adding on... That extra time to be there, not good. I went to a class. I went to a boxing class. Um, really didn't like it. <laughs> uh, it the, the teacher, being a good teacher, was telling you to punch harder and harder. With the way my physical condition is, with my back and hip, I, it, it wasn't good for me. I was very inflamed. For a couple of days. Um, my daughter's been going to hot yoga. I keep telling her, tell me the next time you go, I'm going to go with you. I have not been able to get that in, but um, I'm trying. I just try to squeeze it in wherever I can. So exercise, just whatever you can do to get some sort of movement and some sort of stretching. Last Yesterday, I did a a shorter walk for a Saturday because we had some plans. We went into, this is the first time I've done anything like this in a long time. I guess for a variety of reasons. Just stuff like this wasn't open and being busy, it was just hard to do. But we took the babies to the train park. I dropped, um, we took two car loads and I dropped everyone off and went to the mall because I had an errand to run. I had a bracelet repaired, and I had to pick it up. And then I ran to Hallmark really quick. Um, I will tell you this. I, I went to the mall when it opened, 
so that I could get some stuff done early before other people got there. <coughs> got a great parking spot. Went inside. Jam-packed. There was, I don't know what's happening with the luxury goods, but there was a massive line outside of Louis Vuitton. There was a massive line outside of Gucci. I think what is happening is, um, well, if it's showing anything about the economy, people are buying luxury goods, and the prices are going up uh, all the time. I've seen the prices go up. Also, I, just for fun, like sort of a relaxation thing for me is... I will flip around the Louis Vuitton website. Everything is sold out all the time. Who would have ever thought something like that? And you can't even get into the store in Scottsdale. And I don't know if people are buying stuff and selling it on retail sites. Because I do see that. I'll see bags come up and then they'll be for a newer bag and a couple hundred dollars more than the retail price if you were even able to buy it. So that's a bummer if that's happening because that's just going to raise prices higher and higher if that's what's going on. Um, ran to the mall, ran back, rode the train with everybody. They went, before I got there, they did the carousel in the park and, you know, did all this other stuff. And I went and did my errands. And then we all went to lunch at um, Fogo de Chao. I always wanted to go there and have their salad bar because there's um, what kind of fruit? Like tropical fruit, like dragon fruit and papaya and pineapple. And then they have all these salads and these great dressings. And I've never tried it because the uh, sort of the claim to fame for that place is they bring the giant sticks of meat out and I don't eat meat. But they have this salad bar that I didn't realize until recently that is jam-packed with vegetables. And it was so delicious. Like, that's what we got. We all went there and we got the, the salad bar and had these great fruits. And they bring this warm, these warm little popovers to the table, which are delicious. They're, like, buttery and light. And um, it was just good. There was... Um, tomato soup on the salad bar and I'll tell you it's expensive <laughs> like it was a very expensive lunch and some people were like as I looked around the restaurant they were having drinks and all sorts of appetizers I'm like their bills must be crazy um their checks must be crazy for their food but it was good I would do it again I liked it and uh, just another tip they have the world's greatest cheesecake like one of my most favorite cheesecakes I've ever had uh, my daughter and I stopped there in New Orleans because we could not find a place to get ice cream, which just sounds insane. Like, how can you not find a place to get ice cream in New Orleans? And we did find one. There was one. We were taking this long walk, and my thought was, we will find a place for ice cream. And it didn't necessarily need to be ice cream. It could have been frozen yogurt. Like, whatever. We just wanted something sweet after walking and eating. And... We couldn't find anything, and then we did find the gelato place that I'd been seeing all week, and it was closed. So we went into Fogo de Chao and had um, this mango ice cream, which was delicious. It was, like, fine. It was, like, ice cream mixed with mango, um, and it was tasty, but the real tasty thing was their cheesecake. And we got that yesterday and brought it home, and it was wonderful. 
maybe take some uh, supplements or drink some juices. I'm not a person who um, is the most healthy eating at all time. But every once in a while, I just like something really light. And I'll go to Nectar and I'll have them make me a juice. Um, and try to remember to take my vitamins. Being vegetarian, D and B12 are good for me. Um, but maybe there's some other supplements out there that I should be looking at. I'll tell you another thing that I like to do for, for stress is just light a candle in my room. And I'll let it burn like throughout the night and it'll just smell good and make the room smell good. And I'll wake up in the night and I keep it just, you know, so I'm not like keeping it next to the bed or anything where there's cloth. I'll keep it on my uh, countertop and of my bathroom, which I can see from my bedroom. And just seeing that flickering is just nice. And sometimes, you know, I'll light it early and then I'll read in my room and just lighting a candle can can make things feel luxurious, make you feel like things on vacation or you're on vacation when you're, you know, really not. Another stress management tool is writing. There and by this I don't mean like write a journal, although it could certainly be that. You can write a journal, you can say your feelings, you can close the journal, push the journal away. And you kind of just spit everything out of your head. That's one thing. You can just get on your laptop and just freeform. I'll often do this like when I'm traveling and I want to keep like a little travel diary. And a lot of times I'll use that information in my podcasts. Um, and I'll just get on my laptop like as I'm settling down for the night when I'm traveling and just kind of make notes like I, I ate this, I walked here, I saw this, I talked to this person, I did this. And you could do this. It doesn't have to be a vacation thing. You could do it for other things. But just writing and just kind of getting it out there for whatever purpose you want to use it for. I write things down all the time in terms of lists. I am forever making lists for different things that I need to do for work for personal, um, the way that I calendar things, I calendar things on an electronic calendar, which now transfers over to my phone, which I, I've said this before, I thought I never wanted that. I thought that once I had my calendar on my phone and my work email on my phone, that it was over. It's not. It, it's been more helpful than harmful. Um, my calendar on my phone is very convenient for when I'm like quickly looking at a date. So for example, when I'm scheduling physical therapy, to be able to just look at the electronic phone and then look at that day is great. I still carry six months of a paper calendar with me so I can have it all laid out what my next six months look like and um, I do a lot of writing on that just like kind of notes to myself every Thursday or Friday I just write out my week I have these notepads that are like a seven-day notepad and I'll write out the week and then I'll also write on it projects that I'm working on 
So that doesn't work for a bigger calendar, the projects, but kind of that, it's sort of almost like a to-do list for the week, which also includes what my appointments are, so I can always kind of factor that into it. What's going on the day before, the day of, you know, am I trying to get blocks of time so I can get things done? That really, really helps me with that. And also, as I'm ending my week, just to take a minute and think about the next week really helps me. So write down whatever, like really whatever, and it can help you with stress management. Um, eat or chew something minty. I cannot stand to have like a garlicky or an oniony breath. And um, I like to have gum with me, although I haven't been great about it. And having a minty mouth makes me feel relaxed. And also, if my stomach is feeling a little bit sour and I have some mints or some gum, that's often really what I need rather than like a, a medicine. Um, what else do I have? Here's, um, here's a big one. Either learn to say no or perhaps say not now. I had um, a, a client who uh, wants to hire me, and most likely I'm going to take the job. But it was coming on a week where I was just jam-packed. And I was every day. People probably hate it, but I feel like it's more efficient uh, to get this information out here. I've been putting the email uh, automatic returns where there will be a message that said uh, Florence is in court or Florence is out for the day and all you know messages like this where it will um, be clear that I'm not in the office most of the time these work like a charm Sometimes I've gotten some weird responses from it because the e the emails will the response email will say, um, you know, call my staff. It'll say their names and the phone number for the office. And sometimes the calls that my staff will get will be odd. One was I was in court, and my staff got a call to see if I could be interrupted to read the email that the person had just read to me or had sent to me. I was. Surprised <laughs> that that would be a response. If I'm in court, like no one can stop and read an email to me. Like it, it literally can't happen. And so, um, at first, I feel frustration, you know, when I kind of get that and stressed. But then later, I try to laugh it off. I'm um, getting back to my point of learning to say no. So just this new case is is potentially there would like to help the person, but I just couldn't really focus on it this week. It was too busy, just hearing after hearing after hearing. And finally, um, this weekend, I was able to just think more about it, and I have a response. So that was sort of a not right this second. And I got back to the person, and I said, here's what I have going on. And they were very gracious about it. Um, but some things you may just want to say no on. Uh, for example, uh, one example is I had a um, estate planning client come in, and they had very specific requirements 
And I probably could have figured it out. But ultimately, I thought, there's somebody better for this. Somebody who does this all the time. And I knew who the person was and referred that out. Someone who does it all the time. And I also felt that maybe there was just this chance of screwing it up. Um, Sometimes when people want something like very specific in their estate planning, there can be an unintended consequence. And I felt that there wasn't enough consideration given to it. So I passed it on and really decided that was best. It was best for the client. It was best for me. It's best for this other attorney who gets a referral, just better all the way around. And even when I was doing the appointment and kind of sitting there listening to the questions, I was getting stressed out because it just was just beyond what I wanted to take on at this point. I also have something that I've been doing, and I haven't done this in 15 years, which is crazy. I've been putting a pause on one of my marketing um, one of my marketing uh, websites that I use, and you can pause out of it. You can put like an, a stay on it. You can say, and you just, it's very easy. You just go on the website, you go on the calendar, and you take yourself off of it for certain days. And then you're just not on there as a listing any longer. And I've had to do it since January for big blocks of time because of my court schedule, where the court schedule is just too, too crazy. And in the past, sometimes there would not be a ton of calls from it. But this year, as soon as I'm back on it, I'm getting three or four a day. So what I've been doing is I'll, I'll get as much as I can handle, um, which ends up being several clients. And then I turn it off for a while because I can't keep up with it. Nobody could keep up with that amount of um, referrals. So just sometimes you need to shut it off or say no. The opposite of that is also not procrastinating. Sort of the opposite, I guess not really. But I have some things that I'm working on sometimes that just bring me the most dread ever. It's going to be lengthy. It'll be hard, frankly. And, um, and sometimes it just takes a lot of time. And I just try to not put it off. I try to break it down into bite-sized pieces. I try to break down work that I can also do on the weekend. Um, a, a time that I've utilized quite a bit for work is Sunday nights. This is a good and a bad. <laughs> the bad is I'm starting my week a whole 12 hours earlier. The good is I'm starting my week a whole 12 hours earlier. <laughs> See? Yeah, I don't know if you can hear the little twist in my voice. Um, you know, sometimes getting a jump start on the week can be really good. And if there's a project, I find that Sunday nights are generally pretty quiet at my house. We always have Sunday dinner. Sometimes I'll do the Sunday dinner a little bit earlier. I, it's always Italian. And then... Um, 
have um, just some time like in the evening where maybe usually I would just be, see, there it goes again, my voice. I would just be watching some TV, but instead I am um, working on something and just having some quiet time. And a nice place to work in my house is my room with a with a lamp, and it just can be very relaxing in a way, and I'll work there. Another thing for stress management is yoga and mindfulness. Again, a million ways to do this. You can take an online class of either of these. You can um, go someplace Whatever you want, whatever you have time for, whatever you feel like doing. If you just want to pop out some yoga poses, I did that yesterday in my closet. After I went walking yesterday really early, then we went out for the day, and I was just feeling kind of tired, and I had rented a movie for the evening, a movie that I had been dying to see, and I'll do a review for it when we're done. It's not, it wasn't worth it, but excuse me. Um, a movie I'd been dying to see, rented it, wasn't great. But before it, I went into my closet and just did a few minutes of a YouTube yoga and just sort of stretched out my back a little bit. And it was nice. Another thing for stress management is affection. I always try to make sure, I actually make it a priority, which is to hug and kiss my husband. Because I have realized in the past, I can go for a period of time where I just haven't paid any attention to him because I'm in my own head. First of all, it's nice for him and it's nice for me just to take a minute before I walk out the door and and just kind of hug for a second. And for cuddling, I have these two babies in the house and that's the most cuddling. Like, oh my gosh, they cuddle these kids all the time. And um, cuddle those close to you, cuddle your um, pets, cuddle it all, and it really will uh, lower your stress. Um, I'm going to put music in there, although I'll tell you, sometimes music stresses me out, (laughs) where if I'm so stressed, the actual music sort of makes my heart race, but one that will bring me down is classical music. If I'm finding that the actual the you can tell I'm you can tell your stress when music is stressing you out. If the regular music that I listen to, the music that I love is making me feel stressed, um, where my heart is racing to the music, then I'll put on some classical and that would be great. Deep breathing, as I say it, and taking a great big breath. I sometimes will not breathe in a way that is getting me sufficient air. And I can tell because when I do take that deep breath, I can feel it just going everywhere. Otherwise I tend, and I think a lot of people do this, we breathe really shallow. And you can feel it. Like if you're just kind of sitting there where does your breath go? The middle of your neck? The the top of your chest? You know, maybe to the top of your ribs. 
But when you take that really big, deep breath that feels so good, it goes all the way to your stomach, like past your stomach. And you just feel that air. Like take a deep breath. Okay, there's stress management. I need it all. I need to, the, I need to tell myself all these things all the time because it has been a hard year and a half. And here's to sunnier days and, and hoping that we're going to be in a place soon where there's less stress. Okay, um, I also love pop culture. Pop culture. This is one thing I talk about. I love movies. I have not been great about seeing movies in the last few weeks, just because of the exhaustion. I've putting, I've been putting on The Sopranos, or Friends, and falling asleep within fifteen minutes. But I did see um, Kong versus Godzilla, or is it Godzilla versus Kong? I can't even remember what order it is. I rented a movie theater the day before Easter. That movie was meh. Um, it's available on HBO Max as well, I think until the end of the month. It had some cool things. It looked beautiful. Like Kong and Godzilla looked beautiful. It was very bright. You know, a lot of times with these movies, they're so dark, but this wasn't. And it was um, beautifully filmed. And Kong and Godzilla seemed very real. But the plot was just meh. The story was meh. Um, the villain was meh. You know, it it just really didn't have anything that was very thrilling about it. Um, it had some jokes. The jokes fell flat. I kept thinking of Marvel movies where a Marvel movie so skillfully puts in humor and kind of that self-deprecating humor, you know, on the Avengers, um, or the Avengers kind of teasing each other, and the jokes work really well, and these jokes were just flat. The, um, young guy who was in Deadpool 2, um, he has an Australian accent, accent, he was in the Godzilla movie, and you could tell that he was there for comic relief, but his lines were just so, eh. And he was in Deadpool too, and was super funny. So it's not him, and just the lines were not not fun. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you can see it, not see it. <laughs> it's a new movie, <laughs> so I'll say about that. So there's that. I've also been watching a documentary called Q. I think it's. It's the letter Q, and then there's something like the calm before the storm or into the calm. I can't remember the second part of it, but it's on HBO, and it's about QAnon, which I knew zero about, and it's interesting, and there's a tease, which I'm not there yet, so I don't know what it is, but that they keep saying that they're going to tell you the identity of Q or the... um. Uh, who they think it's going to be. Here's the thing. I didn't even know it was a person. I didn't know it started with a person. I just thought it was a group, I guess. Um, but it's interesting. And so I've been watching that in bits and pieces because I just haven't had time. It's four parts. It's not even that long. Um, but I recommend it. 
and I'm going to keep watching it and get to the end and and see what this big reveal is supposed to be. So I've been trying not to read anything about it. Also, um, the movie The Vigil, which I was so excited about. I had read in an article that it was one of the scariest movies for 2021. When I went to New Orleans, it was playing at the theater, but it was playing very late, like a 10 o'clock movie. And I was like, forget that. Like, I can't. I, I'm never up till midnight. <laughs> Just not going to work. Even though I, on if you took it to be Arizona time, it would have me have the movie over at 10 like I quickly was on <laughs> New Orleans time like I just adapted immediately so um I was so excited to see it like I've been waiting and then I thought this um I'd been waiting for it to be at the movies and then I thought oh I wonder if it's just available on streaming and it was it was available on Amazon for seven dollars and I'm like oh even better because sometimes I'll get the horror movies at the theater and they're just not good like we've got burned by a couple that just look weren't great and I thought well I'm not going to spend a hundred bucks and and not everybody wants to watch a horror movie on the groups that I'm in so I rented it for my daughters and, and myself and we watched it they fell asleep I was very disappointed it was so dark it had this thing at the end where I thought it was going somewhere which would have made it so much cooler to how to do the ending but it didn't even go there it danced around it I don't even know if they knew they danced around it it was like shocking to me that that the ending that where I thought it was going was not the ending it was a little bit boring the guy who was in it was great um it is about a and in in the Jewish religion um someone will sit with the body all night long and if there's no family a showman I hope I'm saying that right a showman will be hired to sit with the body and so this guy is is hired to sh sit with the body he had some trauma in the past the trauma kind of comes through to the scary events that are happening there were a couple of good moments and it just was not cohesive there was a ton of, and I don't know why this happens, a ton of the close-up of the main character being scared. And then there was this one part at the end where there was like a dark tunnel, and it was so dark that you couldn't even see what was going on. And then there was a payoff that wasn't a payoff. I was so disappointed. Like this was something that I had been really looking forward to. The premise I thought was so good. It reminded me a little bit of a movie that I love, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. I just should have rewatched that movie. <laughs> In that movie, um, there's an autopsy of uh, a Jane Doe, just a person who shows up, and the creepiest things happen. And there's um, um, a kind of fun payoff. It's not the greatest, you know, not the greatest ending. I think the rest of the movie was greater than the ending, which is something that I've talked about with someone who makes movies is that endings are hard. You know, like you have all this great buildup, you have all these great moments, and then how do you end that? So a, a masterful ending to me is great. I'll tell you this, I liked the ending to the autopsy of Jane Doe 
so much better the second time around. I think that because I was enjoying the movie so much the first time I saw it, that in my mind, the ending should have been, I don't know what, like fireworks going off next to my face or something. I'm not even sure. But when I saw it the second time, I thought, oh, I really do like this ending. And um, it's always a a movie that I think of as like as a masterful, scary movie that not a lot of people have seen. It was like an independent release and a lot of people haven't heard of it. And it's a movie that I love. So I'll recommend that one and not recommend The Vigil. If you want to see a good version of The Vigil, watch The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Okay, well, I guess that's it. Please take care of yourself. Please manage your stress. Um, please take care of yourselves, your families, your neighbors. At this point, I think we just all need to take care of each other and hopefully end up on the other side of all of this. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette, Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can also find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under the same. You can find me on Facebook under my name and under my law office, the Law Office of Florence Brummer. I have a website, brummerlaw.com. I'm also on Patreon, and there's a special on Patreon where you can donate to the podcast and you can get a t-shirt and time management talk with me. All right, I will talk back at you in two weeks. Take care. Bye-bye.